0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Rocky Unscripted where we talk about faith when Sunday is over and I'm joined with two of my best friends in the entire whole wide world, Matt Cody, Mitch Comstead. How's it going guys? Good man,
1: you just couldn't doing keep good. me away, you had to invite me back.
0: Yeah, you we, we only back. got, we had one episode without you. And, in your life, and what right. am I doing with my life? Exactly, I mm-hmm. questioned, I questioned a lot of things. <laughs> And uh, I wanted to make sure you, that that you came back. Uh, so, guys, thanks for for hopping on to the, the the show today. Already, we've been experiencing some technical difficulties. I'm, I'm I am confident that we are gonna we're gonna make it through. It's gonna look great. It's gonna sound great. So, Matt, thanks for pushing through. I know you're having to deal with a lot of adversity
2: uh, in your office right now. Yeah, it sounds like this is my fault, and I wish I could do better for you. Well, Mitch and
0: I over here. There seems to be no problem. Yeah, no that problem. No problem. Yeah. no problem at all. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
0: Okay, so today we are talking about something, um, a brand new teaching series at our at our uh, church, and it's a it's a series where we're gonna walk through our most important values of of our church, and I think as church people, people that work at the at the church. Uh, this is so important because we're talking about, hey, what is most important? What's our mission? What's our vision? And how do we want people to partner with that? Really important to us. I think, however, most people, when they know we're in a value series, and not just us, like any church, their eyes glaze over. And they're like, we <laughs> we don't really care. I, that is certainly not everybody. but But it can be, especially for people that have been around for a long time. Because they're like, hey, I'm in. I don't. I don't need you guys to to sell me on you know being involved in the church. And I think that that's a really really important part of this conversation because value series can sound like sales, like, hey, we are trying to get you bought in here, and we're going to kind of spin this into something that you actually want to do. Right? It's this like kind of bait and switch. Um, and what I wanted to do in this, this conversation is take a half hour or so and each episode go through one of our values, but just get really, really brass tacks. Like, we're not going to try to spin it. We're not going to say, oh, no, this is our value, but you actually want this too, right? So you should join with us. I I want us to to break these down and say, okay, these are the things that we feel like these values can actually benefit you and benefit our community, but this is what these values actually uh, demand of you. Like this is what we're asking from you. And just be really, really out front with that. So guys, thanks for being uh up for for jumping into the show and uh and, and giving us some insight. So Matt, you're teaching this week and tell us about the value, one of our values at, at Rocky. What what is that value?
2: Yeah, we're talking about our value of go together. It's um primarily a a community value that is the kind of the the formation of that is through groups here at Rocky, and so um, it's kind of two part community in the sense of uh, just doing life with other people, but then also as a church, um, it's a missional kind of formation as well. That how we gather together does communicate something uh, to the world. How we you know how we interact with one another as a as a community does does say something, and so but. But, yeah, really it's the, you know, kind of what you were saying, you know, the, what we would love for people to do uh, is to value community, and we exercise that out through being part of a, a group here at, at Rocky. Mm-hmm.
0: I think some people hear that and they go, okay, you value community, even that word community. Some people are like, yes, I need that. This is great. Tell me more because I need more people in my life. There's other people that are, like, shuddering. Cause they're like, ugh, like they've been involved in some form of small group in the past where it was like, that was not fun. That was not good. Or, you know, that, that term is just thrown around so much. Maybe they've been burned. Um, but, but Mitch, I, I, you know, you are, uh, in charge of our discipleship here at, at Rocky. And Mm -hmm. one element of that is our small groups. So you're going to be able to speak to those people, both, both sides, um, to the people that are interested that, that they're like, yeah, let's go. I'm all in you. You can help provide that, that access to building community. But also I really want you to be able to speak to those people that are like, I'm uninterested in this mm. conversation. Um, <laughs> and what's, we'll, we'll, get, we'll dig into that, but what's, what's a quick soundbite, uh, what you would tell people that are saying, I don't know if I, if I'm interested in this community thing.
1: You know, I, so before I answer that question, um, I actually want to speak to the, the idea of the a value series. Um, when I think of the, this concept of values, I'm really thinking of like, this isn't just something that we cooked up on our, you know, the leadership team and like, hey, we want all these people to do this. I really think this is like, no matter uh, what church you go to, I think these are actually important for you in your Christian walk, regardless of whether you're at Rocky or not. Yeah. You know, these things are, they go with you no matter, w- you know, what church you're a part of. And so this value and this idea of going together, I would say first and foremost, you know, for people who are like, oh, I don't know if I need more people in my life. I, I would say who, then who is in your life? Mm-hmm. Who, who is in your life that actually does know you? Um, that actually you've given access to to actually speak into your life. Who are the people that are going to encourage you? Um, who are going to be there for you at 3 a.m. when you need somebody? Um, who, who is the person who's going to call you out on your stuff? And um, and and who who are the you know the three people in your life that you're like I've given them access.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and they are also followers of Jesus. And so whether you're a part of a formal group or not, um, my question would be, who are those people in your life? And um, we recognize to like in at Rocky and in this world, like, I mean, there's a a lot of um, loneliness and a lot of like people who are, don't have that type, that level of meaningful relationship and community in their life. And so we're trying to provide an avenue for that
0: could you speak in you we were in a meeting yesterday where matt you were you were talking uh to us about this is where i'm going with the the sermon this week and um we were just having a kind of a casual conversation afterwards and mitch you, you had some stats uh, on loneliness in our society and i'm kind of putting you on the spot but it, are, are there any of those that that you can share because uh, it was it was pretty sobering they're yeah,
2: they're I, all bad they're all bad It's 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 not not, like,
0: hey, research shows. We're all doing really well. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, So over 50% of Americans say that they feel a deep sense of loneliness on a regular basis. And that particular stat was from like 30 years ago. So I don't think we've gotten less lonely (laughs) over the last 30 years.
0: That's in the Um, 90s, right?
1: Yeah. And so and then uh this is a recent stat. Um uh, Denver was actually ranked as the third loneliest city. People without that meaningful relationship and meaningful connection in the United States. And and I third
0: lowest third loneliest loneliest city. That's 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 crazy.
1: Yeah. And and so I mean even just taking that there's a I think Denver is, you know, people are moving here in dro- in droves. And yeah. so I think there's just like people are moving here and then don't have their support system and then are looking for that. Mm. And so in, in an absence of that, they, you know, it, there's this sense of loneliness and dread and all this stuff. And it's why there's like, there's apps out there, not only for, you know, match.com of finding a, a, a partner or a spouse, but it's, you know, also there's stuff out there for finding friends now as well um, on those apps on those apps. Yeah. And so, I, and I think that's like in an effort to bridge this community and loneliness gap.
0: Okay. Um Well, that's telling right there. I mean, it makes sense if we're all busy and, you know, some of these buzzwords were, we're lonely and, you know, you're thinking where, if you're single, you're thinking, where am I going to meet people? How am I going to meet quality people? And there's all these apps, dating apps out there. It does make sense, but it's like I, I wasn't expecting that. But it makes sense that it would. Those apps could also say, okay, what are your interests? Uh, you know, what kind of personality are you, and, and connect you um, with with those people. But it is, I can't help but say, it feels like it's a bummer that we need that, and that we're that there's that big of a gap. You know. Uh you already kind of spoke to this Mitch but I'm curious what you would say Matt. I don't know how many of us right now listening would say, "Oh, I'm lonely." For sure. Like they just it's right on the forefront of their mind. I think certainly some of us we, we we've we've come to that realization. I think there's a lot of people though that would be like, "I don't I don't think I feel lonely." What are there any kind of signs or symptoms or things to look out for and be like hey you might be lonelier or you might be more isolated than you think.
2: Yeah, I wonder if the doorway to to kind of enter into the conversation of loneliness isn't necessarily a sense of you know how many how many people, you know, I I know like I know their names or I've got friends on social media because we, you know, we talk all the time we're the most connected generation ever right i've mm-hmm. i've got a i've got a couple of you know girls in high school you you've got one in high school and yet this generation is saying they're they're very lonely i i think it's more the i the idea of loneliness in my mind has more to do with just being known to what level are you being known kind of what mitch was saying that you could have all these relationships with people and still be lonely you know and then you go well how's that possible yeah. well because the level of relationship is still so surfacey. You you're not really known. There there's a version of you, a perception that you're giving off to the world and you're kind of keeping everybody at that level, but you're lonely at the core. You mm-hmm. know who you are. Mm-hmm. And we live in a generation and a culture right now that is very protective of that. And and so to to what level? How many people, you know, could you say Something like this, like I have no secrets with you, and it's well with my soul. When mm. somebody knows you at the core, I think that's what we're really dealing with, and and there's there's levels of that, right? I mean, there's not, you know, there's not a lot of people who maybe know me at the core level, but to Mitch's what Mitch was saying there. But there is somebody, and I mm-hmm. think that is you see this fly flying, flying hey, around. I him? was gonna say this fly,
0: this fly <laughs> Dude, is, is like. Are you me, lonely? Yeah, yeah you this lonely fly me... right <laughs> now.
2: <laughs> it was like buzzing in the mic here a couple minutes ago. I don't know if you heard of it. Keeps touching um, your face. Yeah. So I, I think it's not like the number of relationships you have, but maybe the the level of of intimacy and the sense of vulnerability. How how well am I known and how well do I know other people? I think that's really tied to this idea of, of feeling lonely because you could have five hundred contacts in your phone and live in the world today and still say, I'm lonely. And I think it's just yeah. a, a being known value. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's why, I mean, even as a part of our go-together verbiage, um, that's why we say we value relationships and believe God calls us to be known. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that's really what Matt was saying is like, we are mm-hmm. called. We're called not just to um, have, you know, a thousand friends on social media, but we're called to actually be known by people. And I, I honestly don't believe though that God calls us and that we were even designed to be known deeply by everybody. And I think that's sometimes what, you know, we try to have this version of being of what we think as of being known with our highlight reels on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not it, but really that's not the being known that I think God calls us to. And I don't, we're not called to be known by everybody, but you need to be known by somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what we want to try to do. Um, and that's why it's one of our values. And it's why I believe that regardless of what church you go to, this is something that God calls us to. And so we, we see that throughout scripture. And so we want to make sure that we are presenting that in such a way that people want to get in on that and know mm-hmm. like, man, this is important for me. Um, you know, Andy Stanley has this quote. That says um, you can't grow spiritually unless you're connected relationally. And you, we need to, if we want to actually grow, if we want to actually be known, we need to connect with people in a meaningful way.
0: Okay, so if you break that down, what what Andy Stanley is saying is it's not just about reading the Bible more, praying more, and you know, uh, trying to develop your knowledge base and wisdom, blah, blah, blah. If you don't have community, Mm -hmm. like it's not going to work. You, it's going to be both of those kind of in tandem, and those relationships, those spiritual relationships, are going to get you further than just a whole bunch of study by yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, I think that's the you know the proverb of iron sharpens iron, right? That's the the whole idea is that it it is you know without if you just have one iron. You're not, sure, you're not. You're. It's not sharp, right? It takes. It takes somebody else, and um, and that's the speaking in. And we can think that we're really great, um, but without with somebody else, that it's that feedback that we get mm-hmm. from others. That is when we begin to see. Oh man, I actually have some room to grow. I need. Mm-hmm. I have some. Uh, I have a space where I need to uh, shore this up in my life.
2: I know both of you are avid runners, so you will. I've talked about this before. You both know this. But there's, this, there's truth to this idea even just outside of you know the spiritual but even the physical where there's been so many studies done that for runners, um, when you run with somebody, you can run farther and you can run faster. Mm. There's just something about knowing you've got somebody beside you. And it's why so many people, when they run races, they'll have somebody pace them because when somebody else is taking almost like the burden of how fast you should be running and all you have to think about is I just got to keep up with them. That's mm-hmm. what I do. And their job is the one who's keeping pace. You'll go farther and you'll go faster. And so it's just very mm-hmm. interesting, like even in the running world or, you know, just team sports. You know, you talk about team morale. There's something um, There's something really healthy when, you know, when there's somebody else who's who's with you, and spiritually speaking, it makes sense. Like, yeah. in the context of going deeper in your faith, when you've got some people beside you, you're going to go farther, you know, mm-hmm. than you would probably by yourself, because, you know, you can fool yourself in isolation. You can kind of talk yourself into anything. and But when you've got someone beside you who's challenging some of that, it's so healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting... Mitch, you mentioned, you know, iron sharpens iron from from Proverbs. And if you've ever seen that happen, uh, you know, it's like I'm I'm picturing a blacksmith, you know, building a sword or a knife. Sparks are flying like it's red hot. It's intense. It seems dangerous. And just I can't help but think when it comes to developing community, building community and working on those lasting friendships, deeper friendships, tension needs to happen so I, I imagine someone listening right now and maybe there's a relationship that's like oh maybe this friendship is about to be over because things got funky um there's tension uh they confronted me or something or I need to confront them that might be the prime time to stay with it and lean in because it could be that moment where you're sharpening one another and that's when your relationship's gonna go to a new level I admire I see that my in my my wife is really good at developing these these long-term friendships. She's better than I am. And what what I've seen over the years is there are still – no, I shouldn't say there's still – there are always these moments in like every friendship that's like, ooh, they said something that kind of hurt my feelings or offended me or they're, they're doing something right now saying something that I just – I don't think it's best for them. And then she'll lean into those conversations, have tough conversations, and they come out on the other side – and they're closer, you know, it's like and, and now they have some history that's like we worked through that and we're better for it. And uh, I, I think we romanticize it. And, you know, we, we watch the TV show Friends and we're like, man, I wish I had friends like that. Or, you know, it's like it's always the hero and the sidekick uh, that they've been together forever. And we want those those, you know, tight knitted relationships. But it comes with a lot of heat. It comes with a lot of tension sparks anything anything else you guys would add to that i mean what i just said i thought was
2: pretty awesome but (laughs) i i yeah i'm just going yeah that's real life Mm -hmm. i mean we're all married any relationship to the level of vulnerability will determine the the level of intimacy Mm -hmm. Um, so it's true in marriage it's going to be true in every relationship in your life there's yep. just no way you're going to do life with somebody and not have tension points. And the decision you make, and again, you're not doing this with hundreds of people. yeah. But with the core people of your life, you're going to have to make a decision to have those, you know, some people would say crucial conversations or just tension, you know, there's tension here. But yeah. to know when you get on the other side of that, that relationship is going to be stronger. Mm-hmm. And and you're going to need that. There's going to be moments in life that will you will need somebody who you are you are in relationship with at that level because mm-hmm. life is hard. And yeah. if you just have kind of easy relationships, you know, surfacey level relationships, then I would argue you're gonna be at a disadvantage for when life's gonna smack you the hardest. Mm-hmm. And as a pastor, that's you know, you go back to the beginning of how, how you kinda of set up this conversation, like, oh, you know, our values and we're We're asking people to do things. This community value for me, I have seen so many people who choose not to build community in their life and then life smacks them really hard and they've got nobody. Mm -hmm. And I I puff up a little bit because a lot of times those people blame, they blame everybody else Yeah, and they blame the church. Um, There's also a part of me that gets really sad where I'm going, that's not how it should be. That's not how the church is designed to be. But I can't make people pursue community. But the reason why I encourage people is because I know um, our former you know, lead pastor here, Alan Algram, he, when he talks about this idea, he says, man, everybody is in three different places in their life. They're either about to go into a difficult season, they're in the midst of a difficult season, or they're coming out of a difficult season. And... And so you're going to need community uh, in all three of those seasons, mm. and the beauty of it is is that not only do you need something, but you have something that somebody else needs mm-hmm. and And when you're not in that season, but you're you know you're running with somebody who is this is the church you know mm-hmm. we carry each other's burdens, and we come alongside and we help out and we encourage and we tell people things that they know to be true, but they're just having a difficult time you know believing it and that's the beauty of the church, and when you decide not to engage in that, I've just been around too long to know. There's a season coming that that you're not going to be prepared for because you yeah. are not designed to take that on all by yourself. And if that's the if that's the road you take, I man, I just I'm, I'm sad. You know mm-hmm. that discourages me, and so yeah, it just you'll need it. You'll need mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well said. Okay, so let's do this.
0: Let's just kind of go through and say, hey, he, here are the things based on this value that we want for people. Th- this is what will happen that is a benefit. You know, this is why we have this value. So in, either you can say something and then elaborate or it could just bullet point it. But what are some of the things that we do want for people?
1: I mean, we want to provide a a clear and simple pathway um, at Rocky specifically to help people go together and then to grow spiritually mm-hmm. um, and to give them a place where they can develop meaningful relationships. Um, but it's not just a time to come and sit and soak and just take in all this information, um, but it's actually to uh, to mobilize and to go out and do mm-hmm. other things, which is why we encourage and we have all of our groups Uh, at least twice a year do some kind of serve experience um, and prayer experience. And uh, we encourage them to get involved, you know, volunteering in the church. There's, it's not just this, this one time, you know, we're going through this study. This is a, it's a group experience of like, what does it look like to actually be the church in a little sliver uh, of the church? And how do we live that out together? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, what, what, you know, what I'm hoping for people in this is that they will go together and find that authentic community and that they will grow Mm -hmm. spiritually. Um, they will deepen their relationship with Jesus. Um, one of the things we've done with our, with the group's pathway, there are four 10 week studies that people do. And each one of those, uh, aligns with a part of our mission statement. Um, rooted the first thing, it really is our know Jesus and love like him. And what does that look like? What does that mean for me? Um, how do I get to know Jesus? Um, how do I love like him practically? What does this look like? And so uh, rooted does a great job of, of lining that out. And then, you know, good and beautiful God is the, the second step that really dives deep into how do I really get to know Jesus and know the God that Jesus knew, um, and we want that for you we want to cr- help correct you know different narratives false narratives false mm-hmm. stories false thoughts that we have ideas about who god is and really go to jesus and say hey what does jesus actually think about who god is do i need to earn my salvation um you know do it you know can god actually love me um in all all my baggage and all this stuff um and then actually you know, discover some practical spiritual disciplines and practices that they can use on a regular basis to actually deepen their walk with Jesus. And then going into, you know, step three, um, man, we is irresistible. And this is like, Hey, what does it actually practically look like to live out the, the question, what does love require of me in my marriage? What does love require of me? In my parenting, what does love require of me? In my community, what is love? What is the love that Jesus has shown me? What does that actually require of me? Um, how do I be for the one? Um, how do I be for other people? And in in how do what does that look like to actually truly love them? And then the step four is kazone. and really this is putting all hmm. of that stuff, all of that stuff together. And Kazone just simply means vision. Um, this like vision or this purpose that you have and putting all of like knowing Jesus and loving like him. And what is he actually calling me to do in my particular situation? And so working through that with a group to then living that out together, um, you know, in a small snapshot, like that is what I I hope that you discover what God is really calling you to do and that you are able to have a team of people that you can encourage each other to live that out on a daily basis. Um, and yeah. So anyway, that's, that's like the the brief overview of what I hope um, that you discover in this.
0: Mitch, it, it kind of sounds like you're, you're passionate about that. I, <laughs> I am, I, this is, this is the
1: thing that I, you know, eat and breathe and sleep uh-huh. besides the Enneagram. Um,
0: and so
2: we're not talking about that today. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He
2: had to get it in. He did 10 episodes. We did, we did 10, 10,
1: episodes. <laughs> we did we 10 episodes so that. good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that, that, <clears throat> that's huge. And one of the things that I remember is, you know, getting in one of those, uh, first of all, it's 10 weeks. That's what, that's. That's the commitment. It's that you know people are like I because I I've, I've been in small groups in the past where it's like we we went to a small group launch. This is at a previous church, and uh, you get with a group, and then you're in that group for the next like three or four years. Forever. They don't even tell you. You're like,
1: am I signing up for life? <laughs> yeah,
0: and, like, and these is... <laughs> and these were great yeah. groups. It was, but. It can be when you step out of that group and you are considering getting into another one, sometimes people are like, nope, I just don't have time for that. I don't have that that commitment. And what you're saying is we're, we're going to commit at least for the next 10 weeks in, in this group. And the other thing I love is um, I wouldn't think I'd like it, but I did, and that was the diversity within the group. Um, and I think normally I would assemble a small group that's like, These are all guys, they've got kids, they like these kinds of things, and this is going to be great, right? Like, I'm going to grow so much spiritually, and they have so much to offer me and all that stuff. I got into a group, and it was, some people were single, some people were married, some people had a a church background, some people um, were barely Christians at all, Mm -hmm. Uh, so all different perspectives. Um, And then some people were in their 70s, and some people, I think they were like 20, so huge uh range and it was such a benefit because you know i have friends in my life that that are like me we have a lot of the same interests and this group provided uh broader perspectives and it's
1: it's a clear to me it's also a clear picture of what the church actually is yeah it is a yeah. pe- it is people at all different ages stages of life but then also spiritual experience and background and their own journey of faith and like where Mm -hmm. they're at um and i to me that is the beauty of the church and it's not we're not all the same we can learn a lot from you know people who are like us and i feel like that's almost more of a support we're supporting Mm -hmm. each other through a stage of life whereas when it's diverse it's like we can really sharpen each other and learn from one another what what each other has to offer. Um, and yeah, so, you know, speaking real quick to that, the, the 10 week deal, um, you know, we, we talk about those as more of like on ramp on ramps and off ramps. We want to create three on ramps per year uh, where people can find and get into that community. Um, and then there's off ramps. If the group for whatever reason it sucks <laughs> or or <laughs> is not your cup of tea yeah. or you know and it's you're like I just don't know that I can or circumstances change and you're like ah oh, now I have you know I have to do all this other stuff on this evening and you know take kids here or there whatever um and the rest of the group isn't gonna switch there's a clear off ramp but mm-hmm. having those having that micro commitment of the 10 weeks where we're going we're going you know deep with each other and we're going to share life together very intentionally over the next 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, if nothing else, then you begin to see those people on a Sunday morning and you are like, Hey, at least I know, I know 10, 12 other people that that can come over and say hi, and we can chat a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. it makes, it takes it from here. This is the place where I go to this event to I'm going Mm -hmm. to visit my friends. And that's really, that's, that's another a big, difference. big piece that I want, you know, that we want to see happen through, through groups and, mm-hmm. um, and honestly through serving together, this can happen as well, but you want to have those people where, where you are connecting and you are known by other people. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's why it's important to have those on ramps, off ramps for people.
0: Right. Right. Uh, before we get to what do we want from people, Matt, you want to add anything?
2: I, I would just, I think Mitch and his team's done a great job just creating that pathway and even all, all the content that you, you go through and all those kind of, those on-ramps of, of those different 10-week group environments is some of, the, some of the best stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're a church. You know what we want for people? We want to see them either bump into Jesus for the first time or to, or to continue to go deeper in their faith. Um and we just know the formation of community is is one of the best places, if not the best place for that to happen. So yeah, it's why we're we you know, Jesus talks about it. We it's modeled in the New Testament and um all the studies say, man, you're community you're better to have community in your life and and so that's why we, we're for it.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Right on. Okay, so let's let's be transparent. Uh
0: our values determine our behaviors, so our values do ultimately say this is what this is what is is expected from you so what are we asking from people
1: um i mean if if you do not have a community of believers who know you, uh, we want to invite you into joining a group, and we do that we have, again, I mentioned we have three on ramps a year, and so we 're getting ready to come up up to one so depending on when you're listening to this. Um, you can go to rocky.church slash groups right now and click join a group and, uh, look at the groups that are available. And then we have a launch coming up on September 17th and it's going to be a super fun. Um, and you'll get to know, get to know your group there and get your material. And, uh, we're going to be having get to meet barbecue. going to get to meet me getting to eat some barbecue. Some guys are smoking meat. It's going
0: to be good. Yeah. So it is, it does require that commitment, you know, at least it, yeah. 10 weeks at a time. Um, I'm, I'm curious, do you, do, how, how common is it for people to, to do the 10 week rooted class? That's the or rooted group. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, how often do people continue on?
1: Um, it, so the group, it's about 90% of our groups will continue on to the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, now wow. individuals, you know, it, there's usually, you know, two ish people that drop two to four people that drop out from one to two, um, in the group, but that doesn't always happen. And, and yeah. again, I think it's usually life circumstance more than anything else, um, mm-hmm. and what's going on. And, um, and so, yeah, but, uh, but the majority of our groups will continue on to the next step. And I would say, more and more of our groups, I mean, I'd probably say it's 70% uh, or 80% of our groups will then go on and finish all four steps. That's incredible. Um, which is pretty remarkable. Awesome.
0: I think what that tells you is those people say this is worth it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. And I, and you know, a part of what we do in, in groups at Rocky as well is not only have a launch where we bring all of our, we bring all of our pathway groups uh, together for a big, you know, to recognize um, that we're a part of something bigger Mm -hmm. and it's not just about me. Um, it's not just about my group. It's, it's like, Hey, there's all these other groups going through similar things. And then we're just a small sliver of the church of the church of the whole church. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but then 10 weeks after that, we bring everybody back together at a celebration and we celebrate what God has done over the last 10 weeks. And we just, you know, praise him and and celebrate. And it's, uh, it's, it's a really good time.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Matt, you t- remind me. You you mentioned something that um I think you said Tom Moyers was talking about as far as like the the rocky being, it's a large church. And what what was he what, what did he say when it, when it came to small groups?
2: Yeah, we were well, Tom, he's the older guy on our team. I always joke with him because when we get older old, guy. You can say you can say whatever you want, you know what I mean, when you're when you're old. It's true. And um This was several years ago, but we were at lunch with somebody who was being pretty critical of our church, and Tom – I was just kind of listening, and Tom just kind of stopped this guy, and he said, where where are you serving right now? You know, kind of being pretty firm with him, and the guy was like, well, I don't serve right now, and he had a bunch of excuses why. And then he said – then Tom said, what group are you in? And the guy wasn't in a group, had a bunch of excuses. And Tom just said uh, to this gentleman, our church is too big for you not to be in a group. And I've just never forgot it. I've just wow. never forgot that moment. And I just said, he's right. It, we're, the, the odds of, you know, we're, we're pro-community. We're trying to foster community. Uh, and because of the size of our church and just the culture we live in, the odds of you developing deep friendships... Only from potentially attending a service every once in a while on Sunday morning is about nil. Mm-hmm. And, and group is our formation, that's our pathway for community here. And yeah, I've just never forgot it. I tell, I tell that story all the time. Our church is just too big mm-hmm. for you not to be in a group. And if you, you know, and I tell people in a very kind way if, if you do not want to get in a group, then you need to go find a church that is much, much smaller. Um, where the odds of you seeing the same people every week will be much higher, um, and that's just—I thought that was good wisdom from yeah, a guy really who's good. been in ministry for over forty years. You—we're yeah. just too big. We're just too big. You can't show up here, and if you refuse to get in a group, it will—it will hurt your um, your depth of community, and and if that is tied to our spirituality, it'll hurt in the context mm-hmm. of your relationship with God. So. Um, and when he said it, it got, just got, like, super quiet at the table. It was so uncomfortable. And so I just I just always remember that lunch.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a good admission because I think sometimes when people are involved in a, a larger church, it just automatically becomes this negative, like it's the, the, the church's fault that it got too big and we should do something to make the church smaller, you know, less attractive to people, so less people want to come. But this is a way— that we make the church smaller mm-hmm. is is by breaking up into these smaller groups, and you saw it in the early church they were meeting in homes um and i I think it's because that's where you could gather, but also you could you could serve one another um and even almost immediately the first first church in Jerusalem grew to like three thousand people you know in like one of their first meetings because so many people came to to Christ and then they had to to break up into smaller groups. Um, I, I think another thing that we would we would say that we want from people is uh, this would scare a lot of people, and they'd, they'd feel unequipped or they're they're not worthy, whatever. But it's it's a it's a calling from Jesus, and that is people will end up having the opportunity to pastor one another, and I don't mean having all the right answers uh, of having all your theology all buttoned up. I mean there are going to be people in your group that needs someone to listen and you're going to have the opportunity to listen to them. Um, There's going to be situations that pop up. That's they need care right now. They need someone to show up at their house and drop off a meal. They need someone to go visit in the hospital. And the opportunity is there for people to serve like Jesus and to pastor one another. And I think that is an expectation that that comes with that value saying, we are going to go together, and that's what that looks like sometimes, is bearing one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. So people that might be weirded out by that and say, I am not the person to, to be any kind of a pastor. I'm not worthy of that. I don't know enough. What, what would you say?
1: I mean, f- first of all, I mean, piggybacking on that, um, if, you are, if, if you are a person who ends up in, on that side of like, I need somebody to listen I just had, you know, a death in the family. I just going through whatever this stuff is. Um just got a diagnosis that, you know, uh, and, and it's not good. Um the truth is we as the pastoral staff on Rocky can't literally know everything that's going on here at Rocky. And we can't even if we did know everything, there's We can't get to every single situation that's out there. Mm -hmm. And so we rely on our group system. Um, This is what this is. Again, I would say a part of what Jesus is calling us to is to be there for one another um, as we go together. And, and so I, man, we, you will, I mean, like Matt was saying, you will either, you're either going into a difficult time, you're in a difficult time or coming out of a difficult time, right? That, that is in, in, in your group, those are the people, and this is the structure that we have to, you know, cause we are a larger church to try to, um, make sure that that is, that happens and that is taken care of for you and in your group. So, um, man, I that is another just really key piece of it i don't mm-hmm. know if i answered your question or not but yeah you answered so my I, question
2: uh, when i yeah when i talk about groups i do talk about this idea of care and i i tell people the stories of you know when we when we hear about something you know a tragedy or difficulty maybe someone's going through in our church and we make that call that call goes two different ways usually depending on if they're in a group or not And if they're not in a group, a lot of times you can feel the tension in the call that we didn't call soon enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And this person just doesn't have a lot of community in their life. And then you call somebody who is in a group and usually, um, you know, when we're going, hey, what can we do to help? You know, what do you need? It just, I don't cry much, but there's been a few times, you know, when you're talking to someone on the phone who's going through something extremely difficult and they go, hey, we're actually good. Our group's already been here. And we've got meals set up, and they're taking care of taking the kids to school. And, and it's just like, yes, like that. Mm-hmm. It's just that one of those moments where I go, when Jesus was talking about his church, I think he was talking about this, this moment here, that this person is in community, and they've got 8 to 12 people that are like, we are in this with you. Mm. And they got there so much faster than I did and i love that i mean i just i love that i love mm-hmm. those calls the other call can be sad and the, you know this person's all by themselves and they need and they need or they want a pastor to do everything for them and there's just this tension going man i just can't do all of that for you um and i think to myself man i wish they had community mm-hmm. they they could be experiencing something right now in the midst of difficulty that is so beautiful yeah, um, but they passed on it, and it's sad.
0: Another thing we were talking about yesterday, uh, when we were, we were having this meeting, was uh, recently I had, I had a friend who said, "Hey, you need to meet this couple. They have a kid on your kid's new soccer team." And um, I went over to them at the the next game and said hello, and they were just cool people, and it was just just easy conversation. It was just fun. And we're, we're talking, and the way uh, my friend knows this couple is they were in this group, and they started you know doing these hangouts where they'd make all this food, and they love to eat, and they love to, to cook well. And I kept sitting there thinking, like, these people seem cool, and that food sounds awesome. And I, thought, I started thinking, how can I get invited to this? How can I invite myself to this hangout? Because I want to hang out with these people and eat some of the food they're making. And I couldn't help but think of the early church and when it comes to the community that they had mm-hmm. people were drawn to them maybe maybe even before they were drawn to Jesus and just was was thinking about how amazing that would be and i think it's i think it's happening at rocky but i think we want to see it happen even more mm-hmm. and that's what this value drives this vision is saying what if the people in our community saw what we had and they said how do you get that I I want in and and we are able to kind of welcome them into what these kinds of relationships look like. And uh, it's just a a really cool thought, a really cool idea. Um, And I think that's probably the way or, or one of the reasons why God set it up like this. He wanted us to be in relationship. Like you said earlier, Mitch, we are called to relationship. And one of the reasons is because it draws people to himself. It draws people back to God. Creating well those
1: like the, an irresistible community. That's yeah. like what you're talking about.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Draws people. Love down. it. Well, guys, this conversation went even better than I thought it would. Boom.
1: Went as good as I thought it was going to go.
0: So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it just yeah, kind of hit get, your. I thought it
1: was going to be good. I thought it was oh, going to be okay. Real. No, I thought it was going to be a <laughs> really good one. Yeah.
0: What are you going to say, Matt? You just leaned in like you're going to say something. Well, good. Before, what we, is
2: before we end this, I will say. I was just looking at all of our haircuts, and I think yeah. this is the best uh, set of hair on a mm. podcast you've had. Mm. I think really, we look good. I think today, mm-hmm. I can tell it's, it, everyone's looking pretty fresh, looking good.
0: Yeah, that's the only, only yeah. reason we turn the cameras on today. We're like, <laughs> hey, I think we're in a good moment. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I was, doing the a podcast, I was like,
2: I was like, man, these guys look good. You know what I mean? <laughs> These are good-looking guys. So thanks, man. I'd, I had to acknowledge I'd, that. Wow. Yeah.
0: I was wearing just a t-shirt today. I was like, I need to find something to put over this, or just Dude, it looks look good. a little bit more presentable. Yeah, you look. Okay. Good. Thank you for yeah. the affirmation. Wow.
1: Looking so fresh. I need a I need a coat next time, is what you're saying? Yeah,
0: and, and yep. I know I'm just this guy. Uh, I would say time. take a picture, send it to us, run it by us,
2: and we'll let you know, Mitch. Okay. All right. People would look okay. at the three of us, and they would know Nick is the host of this. You know what I mean? That's As true. he should be. He yeah. looks like the host. He looks like a host, yeah. Yeah, he looks I'll good. take it. I'll take it. Yeah. He's, even, All right, guys, he's got thanks
1: the Bluetooth, so much. Bluetooth hair, AirPods. Bl-
0: this is the first time I've, I've tried that. They're, they're, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with him for now. You're sharp. It's cool. All right, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Talk to you guys later. Later. Take it easy.